Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And I have my wonderful co-host with me, Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing today? All right. You know, I'm kind of ringing myself out on the West Coast. We are getting deluged with rain. Mm-hmm. You know, we have had the best weather here in Boston. September was a beautiful month. You know, it was just sunny in like 70s or 60s. It was great weather. So I think you folks, you guys don't need umbrellas out there. You need U-Hauls. <laughs> Okay. You need to come back east. Okay? Is that an offer? That's right. Think 13 <laughs> colonies, girl. Okay? All right? And on the line today, we have another East Coaster, just to show you that everything good happens, if not in Boston, on the East Coast, Megan. We have Bill Horn, who is the chairman, president, and CEO for Truist. Hey, Bill, how's it going? Good morning. It's going great. Thanks That's for having me this morning. Yeah, nice to have you on. And you, and I know that you, you're coming off a, a big wedding, you were saying earlier uh, to us uh, over the weekend. Your daughter got married and you're down in Georgia right now. So, you know, you still got like streamers and confetti <laughs> and rice and everything like that spread all over the room. It's funny you say that. There's uh, They actually drove off in my wife's little sports car and it's still covered up with confetti and mm-hmm. it was it was a grand uh, weekend and uh, we all had a great time down here on the Georgia coast. So oh, good. Um, good. very, very blessed. Yeah. Good. Congratulations. And, you know, we would Thank love you. to hear everything about the wedding, but that's not <laughs> what we're here for today, Bill. Okay. I don't want to hear about you okay. doing a chicken dance or, you know, someone put a garter on your leg or anything like that. You know, uh, we're actually oh, no, getting- yeah, not my, not my favorite Beyonce song, huh? <laughs> We're actually here today to talk about employee giving. We're actually going to talk a little bit about Truist, uh, and we're going to talk about a new platform that you have called InstaGive. But first, Bill, can you tell us a little bit about Truist and what you folks are all about? Sure. So Truist has been in business a number of years and uh, was the result of bringing a two, two companies together, uh, one that was a United Way-based company, and the other was a private equity company. We did that in 2008, and that's kind of a, a distant memory for most of us because we've overhauled the company, and we've uh, been very focused on service and delivering some new products to the market. I think Truist has had somewhat of a notion of maybe a little long in the tooth in terms of our user interface, so we've worked very hard in retooling that and coming up with a new product, uh, which we'll talk about it in a bit, called InstaGive, yeah. which is the basis for a whole new platform called Engage. So, um, Now, Bill, you is- I was taking a look at your website. I mean, you guys are engaged with a lot of Fortune 500 companies. You're kind of the brand of choice for those folks. Well, it's nice of you to say that. Um, there are a lot of choices out there in the space, but we've got about 350 clients majority of them are Fortune 500 companies and uh, great folks to work with. Yeah, good for you. So tell us about InstaGive and how it's different from the traditional product that you're marketing to those Fortune 500 companies. Sure. So as I said, we've been at this a while. And uh, one of the observations we made after going out and speaking with a lot of clients and looking at the market and where we think there could be some potential growth is to actually go down market. And we haven't seen anyone do that in our space. So we actually took um, kind of the kernels of the new product that will be available for campaign season 2014, and we said, let's just make that almost like turbo tax for campaigns. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to set up. It takes Mm -hmm. just over a minute to set it up. And it's a credit card-only giving product. And we've got a standard list of vetted charities 
over a million uh, different charities, so there's no write-ins. But it's really simple. So either a company, a small company can use it, and that's one of the goals of the product. So no one's got a product out there today that, you know, if I have 50 employees, I'm a decent-sized company with 50 employees, and I have probably have some philanthropic initiatives. Or if I've got 250 employees, I'm probably a really good-sized company, but I just I want to make this easier on us to give, and, right. and that's one of the ways you can use them to give. Mm-hmm. The other way is for the charities. Can you give us an example Sorry, of what a, how a small organization would use Truist? Just a really concrete, just example of, of how a company would use your your platform. Sure. So most of the time, smaller companies <clears throat> do something in the community. It's it may not be that well organized, but they want to do something to support the local community or do some kind of a giving campaign. So it's it's more often than not, it's very difficult, and you have to do. Uh, some kind of manual process. So there's not something that works kind of like TurboTax to set up a campaign. So in this case, anyone in the company could say, I'm going to set up a campaign for us to run, and our employees can give to whoever they want to give to. Mm. So they would just go in, they would register uh, their company with InstaGive. They would sign up for the kinds of um, maybe themes they'd like to put, and everything on the website is configurable. So the colors, the images, everything you can configure to support the community that you're a part of. And then you just shoot an email out to your employees. They log in, they give, and it comes uh, right off their credit card, and boom, it's done. It goes right to the charity. So, so this is October. Very simple, it's very easy. This is October. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So if you had a company that was had historically given to breast cancer charities, they might – try to be a little bit more organized and consolidated and sign up with Truist, have some sort of branded effort that makes makes everyone feel a little bit more cohesive around that same cause? Is that kind of how you're seeing it used most often? Absolutely. Uh, you could do that, and you could also um, organize around anything you want to going forward. So it doesn't have to be just a, an awareness per the month. It can be something that you do year-round giving. So it's and what we find, really, Bill, really simple. is employees, in, in addition to all their other activities at work, they spend a good amount of their time, um, you know, giving at work. Is that when we look at the figures of when people give, they tend to give during weekday, daytime hours, correct? They do. Uh, mm-hmm. They do. And we've also seen a number of statistics that when when employees are engaged at a giving level, they're also generally happier. Uh, about the workplace and the more opportunities you give them to give to who they want to give to, the happier they're on that front as well. Yeah. I think it's so much too is like top of mind. You know what I mean? If it's something that people, you know, they can go on to a site like InstaGive and they can check their balance or what have you. And you had mentioned to me, Bill, too, at one time that the backend features of uh, InstaGive make it easy too for companies. They do. So it's consolidated reporting, uh, it's a dashboard to tell you exactly uh, what the stats are with your campaign and how much has been raised, who's giving, where it's going. So it, it ties into more than just those individuals giving. It's how is this company doing against their objectives mm-hmm. and are they supporting the community uh, that they're a part of. And once you have that, it's just simple. And, mm-hmm. you know, smaller companies, you're always – you have lots of balls in the air. And so – so the most important one many times is not 
hey, how are we giving back to the community? It's are we making money and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are we doing all the things we said we're going to do? So this just makes it easy and kind of checks the box of, sure, we're being a well-rounded company uh, to the community that we're a part of. Well, and I, I think small companies, small to medium-sized companies, really are just sort of the can you can get a better sense of the pulse of what's happening in the world when you're interacting with those size size businesses. I mean, Joe's got a book coming out about working with small to medium-sized mm. businesses. So, talk to us a little bit about some of the trends that you're seeing um, in this marketplace as far as giving is concerned. Sure, good question. So, I think the uh, state of philanthropy is a bit dated, mm-hmm. uh, and from that. Uh, what we're doing is thinking about how to bring different products to the market. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, you've had big uh, nonprofit organizations kind of driving the pulse of giving. And I think what we're seeing is that donors are dropping, uh, but dollars being raised from those existing donors are a bit higher. So what we have to do, uh, companies like Truist and others, what we need to do is invent new products and engage the millennials. Mm-hmm. And I think they're really the future of giving. So you take old guys like me, we pretty much died in the role of who we're giving to and how we've done it and whether we do it by check or payroll donation, whatever it might be, uh, that's great. But millennials like to see the impact. Mm-hmm. They want to know the outcome of their gift. And I don't think people are providing those tools today. So we have to find new ways to engage uh, the millennials. And they like to be engaged, but really at their levels. So they like to tell stories. They like to use cell phones. They like to use social media. And you'll see part of that coming out in InstaGive, which is the ability to brand that to to anyone in your workforce, not just, you know, a, a subset. So you can use the right graphics. You can use Facebook, Twitter, and all that kind of good stuff to retweet who you gave your gift to and what that impact is. So... I think that the future is more about how do we engage the younger generation on the terms they want to give on, mm. not hey, fit into this mold, and we hope you'll continue to give. Because I think that's why we're seeing numbers drop off. And the, the statistics I'm reading is giving in general, you know, we're still trying to get back to 2000. And right. I read one article, yeah. I think it was 2004 levels. I mean, my gosh. Um, yeah, right. So there's a lot of places we can put our money. But if you know impacts and you know outcomes and you can tell some stories, I think that's going to be a much much better product going forward. Mm. Well, talk a little bit about workplace engagement and millennials, because that seems to be a real hot button issue. I mean, the studies I've seen talk about, you know, millennials choosing in- employers based on what they're what they're doing philanthropically and, and how they're creating meaningful workplaces. Is that something you're seeing also? Yeah, we're actually seeing that. So um, we've we've done a fair amount of blogging actually on the topic of how to get millennials engaged. And I sat in a um, in a small meeting we were part of with the American Cancer Society, and one of the the tracks was all about how to engage millennials. And and the facts are that they want to be engaged, but you have to engage them on their terms. Mm-hmm. And their terms are you have to tell me what my gift is doing. So the companies who are doing that and engaging millennials at their level, they're saying, look, we're having better better shots at recruiting these folks and we're having much better retention of our employees because we're listening to that voice. And it's a very powerful voice. Um, 
and they collaborate like no one has ever collaborated before. Uh, mm-hmm. It's interesting. We talked about my daughter's wedding. Well, the next day I went to pick him up and take him to the airport. And what was happening was it was all getting retweeted, even had tweeted. And so if you take that same kind of mentality of how they work, give them the tools. And we think that InstaGive is a way to do that. And we also think we're going to do some pretty innovative stuff with Engage with how they can do kind of their own fundraising at their own desk with their friends right. and make a difference. And they, you know, they like doing the walks. They like doing, um, they, they like collaborating and, and that's mm-hmm. great. I mean, that's what's fundraising and, and raising money and, and giving money to causes is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny the the how the generation looks at this. You know, it's like, <laughs> and uh, there was a there's a cartoon that I pinned on uh, Pinterest today that showed a uh, like a, a tween or a teen, and they were looking at a book, and they said. Hmm, this is interesting. This someone actually compiled a bunch of tweets, added a bunch of additional characters, and bound it in this material. And the dad says, "You mean a book?" <laughs> you know what I mean? So I mean, they definitely yeah. have a they they have a they have a different you know. My daughter has this shirt that says, "Life is what happens to you while you're looking at your smartphone." You know. <laughs> well, so, you, know, you know, to that point at the uh, rehearsal dinner, the best man is actually looking at his cell phone with his notes mm-hmm. to give yeah. the post. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know, I know. And so, I, you know, I, I, I shouldered the guy next to me, and I go, our world is changing. It's yeah. changed. Yeah. So we've got to get with it and use those tools that that generation is a part of, and, and that's, I think there can be great things if we do that right. You know, and I think, too, Megan and Bill, I think what's important here, too, is, like, what we'll find is that cause will permeate every part of our lives that, you know, it has in so many ways already, but I mean, even more so, you know, um, you know, in how we use mobile phones and when we use them and how they interact, how brands and causes interact with us within our phones, but also like employee giving and platforms like InstaGive. And, you know, when we go into stores and there's products available or cause products that people make specifically uh, to benefit good causes. So that's what I think too, Bill, is, you know, we'll find a lot of different ways to engage more people to give more money to good causes. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, So we've been giving a lot of thought about just how this generation runs and what they enjoy. And I was uh, walking on a street corner in D.C. and thought, well, gosh, why couldn't we use the phone to take a picture? So if Mm -hmm. if you saw something that was rather compelling and you said, you know what, I just want to I feel like I want to help that. Mm-hmm. We could take a picture of that, and data is very prevalent. And mm-hmm. with the right sources of data, we could probably put something together and say, you know what, within a two-mile radius, mm-hmm. you could give to X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. and just have a Donate Now button. Yeah. And, in fact, we've already got the URL for it. We've called it Pick to Give. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's the kind of stuff we got to be thinking that's about. That's you know and, that's interesting. One of the things I was and you know something that may work along those lines, Megan and Bill, and something I was even writing about this week is I was talking about this new feature on Apple's iPhone called mm-hmm. iBeacon, and you know iBeacon is kind of interesting because um, it pushes messages to people based on the apps on their phone. So for example, just what you were saying, Bill, is if a historical site or a museum or a food bank in an area and someone had an app 
app, like maybe even a Truist app that identified good causes, you could actually push messages to them and uh, offers and discounts and or whatever or information about those different causes, and you would be able to interact with people within that radius that you were talking about. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, I mean, a lot of people are talking about how it's going to work on the retail level because, you know, when you walk into a store, you know, Major League Baseball is actually using it right now. So when you walk into a stadium, it offers you a discount or says, you know, when you buy a hot dog today, 50 cents will go to a good cause in this area or et cetera, you know. Uh, but it, the mm -hmm. good thing is it works with people's apps that they've already approved and downloaded um, as opposed to just randomly messaging people. Well, and you're both talking about sure. a, another trend and that's just being hyper local i mean you're yeah. seeing that more and more it's people don't want to give to nameless faceless charities they want to give exactly what you're saying bill to somebody they see on the street they see a homeless person they want to do something they want to give to that homeless person in their community they don't want it to be nameless and faceless and i think that matches up with the impact piece too it's a lot easier to see impact in your own community when you know it's going down the street versus something you know an organization you've never heard of right yeah. You know, Megan, what and we then should what do. Would be the, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Bill. No, I was going to say, and then the next piece of that, which is more difficult to figure out, and this is something we're kind of working on, <clears throat> is once you, once you make that donation, mm -hmm. then the charity has to report back to you right. what they did with it. Yeah. So if they can then, let, let's say it's a homeless person, and we, we pick up, you know, three shelters within – a one mile radius and you donate now and you say, you know what, there's a hot meal waiting for you two blocks away. Walk right. this way, walk this way, see this little map. Here you go. You can go get a hot meal. It's on me. Mm. So that guy walks away. Then that charity shows something back to that donor with a full soup kitchen of people saying, Thank you. You made a difference. That's right. interesting. That, yeah. that's it. Well, and that's that's what Donors Choose does so well. I mean, part of their model that yes. is so brilliant is the fact yep. that the people that are donating get thank you notes from these this yep. actual classroom they donated to. Yep. You know, and you know mm -hmm. what, what's interesting about that too, Megan, is even when you like, um, I actually have a, a, a you know a fairly good size account with Donors Choose, and for my birthday uh, last week, I actually offered people a bunch of things through my email newsletter, and one of the things was a Donor Choose gift. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what was good about it was not only did the people get to use a Bill and Megan and have an impact, but then they actually emailed me back, donors choose, and said, oh, hey, this is what so they good. did with the gift card. So, so that was good. great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for some, oh, yeah. but I think you're absolutely right, Bill. In terms of, uh, uh, in terms of the impact that people are really, you know, and I think, that, you know, I think too this this pay it forward movement that has become kind of popular, kind of a popular culture thing of you know people going in and and like paying for their coffee, but then paying for another coffee for someone in need. So maybe if a homeless person comes by later on and says, hey, you know, did anyone pay it forward for coffees today? You know, they can get a free coffee or a free sandwich or what have. You. you know, I think there is some power and momentum in that because people want to feel like they're having a difference in the places they love and visit. They do. And if you tie yeah. that back to your earlier comments about what keeps employees working at a company, wherever they may be, that, that stuff's kind of important. But the, the, the older ways don't do anything. My daughter is a NICU nurse. Yeah. And um, they do their annual fundraising campaign, and you don't really get to choose where the money yes. is going. Yeah. So they all say, right. why, why do I want to do this for That's career right. advancement? you got to be yeah. kidding me. Yeah. Um, so it, it doesn't help. And 
philanthropy should be this good feeling thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to get those good feelings back in, not the, hey, this is pressure and we give to this and, you know, yeah. well, I don't know where that goes. And I work really hard for my money. I, when yeah, I started right. working for IBM, I mean, the guy wanted me to give 20 bucks a, a pay period and I was right out of school. I had no money <laughs> for your career, young man. And I was like, okay. And I drank the ice and Kool-Aid. All that was good, but gosh, it, it stung. Yeah. You were like, hey, I got to pay for a wedding in 20 years. <laughs> I, some, I somehow I doubt that was on his mind. Money. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of thinking about beer money, Joe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Don't rub it in, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we uh, we have unfortunately come to the end of our time. We always kind of get rolling right when it's time to turn it off. So we just want to thank you so, so much for joining us today, Bill, and telling us a little bit more about Truist. If people would like to find out more information about you or Truist, how might they do that? Sure. So probably the best way to do it is just my email, which is whorn, H-O-R-N-E, at truest.com. And Joe and Megan, I appreciate the time. And uh, this was a fun conversation. So sorry it didn't last longer. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Joe, where can people find you if they would like to do so online? Oh, they just can't find me. It's, it's, it's a long list, I know. Yeah, I know. Well, um, you know, of course, people can find me at my blog, SelfishGiving.com. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Waters. I really encourage you to visit my Pinterest boards on cause marketing, uh, Pinterest.com, front slash Joe Waters. And I also, on my blog this week, I'm writing about iBeacon, something I mentioned during the show. And another thing I'm writing about this week that I don't think has been getting a lot of attention is Hurricane Sandy. One year later, where's all the cause marketing? And uh, Kind, uh, a natural foods company, is actually doing something nice this week to help the the continuing victims of that area. Uh, but there's a lot more that we can do. So that's what's happening on my end. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Megan Strand or tweeting for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. And I also blog for the Cause Marketing Forum at CauseUpdate.com, where you can also find this radio show. And you can find Cause Talk Radio on Joe's blog and at Cause Update, as well as Stitcher Smart Radio and iTunes. We do recommend you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And on behalf of Bill and Joe and myself, we'd like to thank you for joining us today for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. We'll see you next time.